Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth edition of The Business Lens. I am Bo Phillips, your Senior Communications Manager. I'm with Bob Porter, the Director of Public Policy here at the St. John's County Chamber of Commerce. How's it going today, Bob? Doing well for the day after Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> Again, this is our fourth podcast. Please remember, if you want to get these podcasts first, you can follow us in the podcast app on your iPhone or in Google Play if you have an Android phone. I feel like I say this every time we do this, but we have a lot to get to, so let's get started with the Florida Legislature. Today is March 12th, and over the weekend, the legislature adjourned. That is correct. Uh, they didn't quite manage to meet their March 9 deadline, but in a rare Sunday session yesterday afternoon, the uh, Senate passed uh, the uh, budget, as did the House, and they adjourned for the year. Contained in the budget, and keep in mind that the only thing that the legislature is required to do constitutionally is to pass a budget. Everything else is, as they say, kind of dessert for the legislature. This year's session was particularly difficult and upended by the tragic events at the Parkland School in the middle of February for a whole variety of reasons because it focused the legislature's attention not only on the issue of school safety, but also on how to pay for the hardening of the schools how to uh, change some of Florida's existing gun laws. And as a result, it changed the entire focus of the legislature to the point where the legislature came up with $400 million of new money to pay for the hardening of the schools. And as a result, the uh, governor's tax proposal, for example, essentially lost about $200 million to pay for these extra events following the Parkland, Parkland School uh, shootings. I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time talking about that issue because coming up in about two weeks, we have the uh, Politics in St. John's Legislative Update, which is an, an annual event that the Chamber puts on. And this year, we're going to have Congressman John Rutherford, the St. John's County State Delegation, including Senator Hudson, uh, Representatives Renner and Representative Stevens. Stevenson and the Board of County Commission Chairman Henry Dean to talk about obviously the issues that the uh, Florida legislature just continued, but also how those issues will be addressed in Washington. I'm uh, particularly interested in hearing Congressman Rutherford's views on how the Florida legislation may impact any future school safety and or gun control legislation. So as Bob mentioned, there's a unique opportunity coming up on March 23rd, Politics in St. John's Legislative Update. Hear what's going on directly from the people who are passing these laws and, and making these decisions. So if you're interested, you can visit our website, www.sjcchamber.com, and click on our events. You'll find the Politics in St. John's Legislative Update right in there, or you can call us at 904-829-5681 and register that way. So. Let's move on to the county, Bob. I know at their recent March 6th meeting, a big topic of discussion were impact fees. That is correct. The, uh, every five years or so, the uh, state authorizes counties to review their existing development impact fees. And the Chamber Public Policy Committee Chairman Michael Sini actually presented a statement in favor of a draft ordinance that was submitted by Chairman Henry Dean, 
which would reduce substantially the recommended increases by the consultant for commercial, uh, new commercial construction. That's important for St. John's County in particular because I view it as very much kind of a government pump priming to encourage additional and new commercial construction, which brings additional taxes, which brings additional employment, and brings additional revenue into the county. The issue is set for a final discussion and a final vote on April 3rd. Between now and then, there will also be a discussion of one of the other economic development fees that are levied on commercial builders, and these are known as transportation concurrency fees. The county will be scheduling a workshop to discuss ways to either reduce or eliminate these transportation concurrency fees sometime between now and, and April 3rd. And I know from listening actually to Michael and working here at this office, the tax base is pretty lopsided as, it, as far as how our government here in the county is funded. There are a much larger dependency on the residents of St. John's County as opposed to a, a, a tax base of businesses. That is correct. The uh, Most of the counties in the state of Florida uh, have about a 65, 35, 60, 40 percent split between residential and commercial ad valorem taxes. It's important to keep those numbers relatively close to each other because, for example, if the housing market turns down like it did during the last recession, you don't want to have to rely upon additional homes being built to bring in new revenue. Alternatively, the idea of bringing in more commercial development, again, it has a multiplier effect. It increases the amount of tax revenue the county receives, and it also attracts new employment into the area. These new employees buy houses, they spend money, they pay taxes as well, so it's a win-win all the way around. And here in St. John's County, that figure is much closer to in the high 80s, right? Where yeah, I think it's 88% residential and 11 12% for commercial. So there's an undue, a, a high burden on the resident taxpayer here in St. John's County. Absolutely. And just one other thing, briefly, that are coming up before the county, the St. John's County Chamber will present our uh, annual report to the county on economic development at their March 20 uh, meeting. And I believe that will be Victor Ramos, who was a chair of the EDC for the time period of the report and who currently serves the executive committee as the immediate past chair, alongside the Chamber's Economic Development Manager, Karen Everett. Absolutely. Moving on, the city revision process continues on our panhandling issue in the city of St. Augustine. That is correct. Last month, the uh, city had an opportunity, city residents had an opportunity to hear from constitutional expert Michael Kahn on his proposed draft ordinance that would replace the existing panhandling and vagrancy ordinance here in St. Augustine. It uh, was approved at first reading and is scheduled for a second reading and a public hearing on March 26th, which is a Monday night beginning about 5 o'clock. Essentially, 
you may recall the issue of panhandling has been on the rise over the last six months or so, and city officials, along with the chamber, along with the business community, have been working to develop a response to aggressive panhandling and vagrancy issues, which are affecting particularly the downtown historic area. And as this process goes on, we continue to hear good reports out of downtown that the panhandling issue is easing, that there's not as many issues as we move forward to this ordinance. Well, the police have been doing a tremendously good job at enforcing the existing laws as best they can within their constitutional restraints, protecting the rights of free speech of the people, primarily along St. George Street. But they have also been actively enforcing laws on the books dealing with public drinking and and other infractions of the law. And as a result, we're hearing reports that the panhandling and especially the aggressive panhandling issue uh, is starting to subside a little bit. Once the city commission passes uh, their final panhandling ordinance, uh, it will go into effect immediately, and we're very hopeful that that will give the police and the city the authority to better regulate where these individuals can panhandle within the city limits. And lastly, before we wrap this fourth pod, Bob, it looks like in the city of St. Augustine Beach, the Wednesday farmer's market will continue. That is the hope of, I think, everyone concerned. This has been a long-running discussion for a while. The uh, farmer's market at the county-owned Beach Pier has been operating for 17, 18 years now. One of the uh, benefits of having the farmer's market is that the proceeds of that go towards the summer concerts at the pier, which are wildly, wildly popular. County Commission Chairman Henry Dean, who himself is a St. Augustine Beach resident, proposed a couple of weeks ago that the county put out a uh, an RFP or a request for proposal to attract some bidders interested in taking over the management of the farmer's market. And I understand that the uh, RFP will be uh, made public sometime in early April, but in any event, the county has agreed to allow the farmer's market to continue until that RFP process is complete and either the existing management or a new manager is brought on board. So there are high hopes that that the Wednesday farmer's market will continue. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it. Is there anything you wanted to touch on before we before we close this fourth edition? Uh, it is a... Uh, been a very busy spring for both the, the Florida legislature and state and local governments. And if it's any indication, it looks like we're going to roll into now a very exciting and interesting political year as Politics in St. John's series really kicks off this coming uh, March 23rd with our legislative update breakfast. But later this summer, in one in June and one, excuse me, one in July, and one in August, the Chamber will present our Politics in St. John's events, both in Ponte Vedra and in St. Augustine, where we will invite the candidates for all elected office from 
United States senator down to Mosquito Control Board to come and meet the general public one-on-one. It's a great opportunity to ask your elected officials and those running for office any question you want, get some FaceTime with them, and we'll continue to update you as we have the dates and locations firmed up. So again, as Bob has said, March 23rd is the Politics in St. John's Legislative Update, and it is the first in a series of three Politics in St. John's events. And at this event is your opportunity to meet your incumbent legislatures and find out what they've been up to. In the next two events following that, Politics in St. John's in St. Augustine and Politics in St. John's in Ponte Vedra, those events are going to be about the candidates and their platforms, why would you vote for them. And again, you get face-to-face time. This is a really good opportunity. If you're listening to this podcast, it's a really good opportunity for you to get the answers that you need, that you want. So I hope to see you on March 23rd. Bob, as always, it was a pleasure doing this podcast i hope you guys are enjoying it please give us your feedback on how you think it's going leave us a review on itunes and we'll see you next time